All right, well, welcome to another episode of the Morning After podcast. Pastor Josh here with you, with uh, with Pastor Jim. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, thank you. So normally you're speaking real softly today. Yeah, yeah. Hi, hi this Sorry. is Pastor Josh. We're uh, we're in a different room than we normally are, and I almost feel like I'm supposed to be quieter or something in this room. <laughs> the room's really quiet, so um, it's just the two of us today. We had a guest planned, and uh, he he wasn't able to make it. Um, totally fine. Uh, excited still to be doing it, just the two of us. Absolutely. Um, we were supposed to record yesterday, but I actually had a real rough night of sleep <laughs> with, with my son, and uh, I fell asleep at I fell asleep at seven thirty at night. And uh, when I when I uh, I went to sleep at seven thirty, and I woke up at nine thirty, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm wide awake now." <laughs> nice. Nap. So I didn't fall asleep till I think one thirty two. And then my son, not 132, 130 or, or two, or two. <laughs> and uh, my son started crying at 3.30. So altogether, I slept probably four hours. But <laughs> but on and off. It's yeah, not, yeah. Four yeah. hours straight is, is enough right. to get you through the day. But Yeah, yeah so it was a little bit rough. Um, but anyways, we're recording it on Tuesday now instead of Monday. We normally are recording on Monday. But how did you think Sunday went? I kind of, yeah. I led it, uh, the last podcast, I finished it off by saying that this is the exciting week. The yeah, get out I of don't debt, know that it meant that Get out of debt, live, in your, live within your means, and now you have more than enough, so let's yeah. get to the blessing part of blessing people. Right. And I think right. uh, maybe I oversold it a little bit, but just curious. Yeah, well, I, I think, yeah, it's because so many people are still in the wilderness, that, yeah. or even in, in slavery, Sure. that for us to say, hey, and now isn't it exciting, we're giving, well, there's a large percentage of that room is like, no. It's not. Yeah. But, but I mean, imagine the journey. If you're a slave and you get to the promised land or you get to the, the wilderness, rather, it's it's exciting at first. And then it really isn't. It's right. just it's just normal. It's drudgery. If you weigh 800 pounds you know, and you lose 50, like congratulations, but you still weigh 750 pounds. Yeah. I think a lot of people are saying, but someday you're going to be in shape and you're going to run a marathon and you're going to, and they're just right. looking at the mirror going, I look like Jabba the Hutt in bike shorts, <laughs> you know? So I think getting, getting people excited about the land I, it isn't excited about the land it's excited about that it does exist there are people right. in this room that are there that live there yep hearing mark and chris talk about the school in ethiopia and how they're they're, right. they're taking that blessing yeah. that god's given them to be a blessing yeah so how did it go i, th- I think it goes back to the adage you and i've been laughing about where you said how many guys want change and every yeah. hand goes up how many guys want to change yeah and very few hands go right. up it's just hard right. you know let me ask you do you think that people aren't excited about the giving part because because they're still living in those two previous lands where they don't even realize how how blessed it is to give that yeah. they they're not excited about because it it's like why would I want to give my money away and then once Maybe. you actually do it then you're like oh wait that was actually yeah awesome I think faith faith costs you something up front and pays mm-hmm. dividends in, in in the long run uh, right a Twinkie pays dividends right now and costs me in the long run yep credit card debt pays me dividends now right so. For me to, I'm going to plant a seed. I'm hungry, but I'm going to take some seed that was in my hand I could have made bread out of yep. and put it in the ground. It's, it's uh, the waiting can be difficult, you know, right. it, it can be hard. So I don't think that people are, are I mean, right now we're looking at uh, the numbers for the, for the year. We're coming towards the fall. Yeah. We, we have the, uh, the largest number of givers, people contributing and giving that we've ever had. So Interesting. there are people that are, are excited about giving. But I, for every person that does give, there's about a person and a half that attends the Freedom Center that doesn't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now is so, that just adults that we're talking, or is yes. that kids included? Okay. Well, it's it's a it's a terrible accounting term, but it's called a family unit. Yeah. The number of giving units. They can be a single college guy. Okay. They can be a family of forty three living under one roof. So if Lauren yeah. and I both tithe off of our income, that would still be considered one tithing one, family, one family at that unit. point. Unless okay. she sends a check and you send the check that yeah. says Lauren. We actually do because she ties out of her business income, and yeah. then we tie that out of our family income. Yeah. So yeah, then, there, then you would be two there. giving units then in, in okay. the one family. Yeah. Okay. 
So it's it's um, you know say how, how what how did it go? I think it went well. I think it right. went very well. I think light bulbs came on. I was approached by people afterwards, several people saying, "Okay, I got to talk to you." Almost yeah. like you know, um, I I made a decision for Christ. It's almost like I made a decision to trust God. Yeah. In this area, and I'm right. scared. What do I do? I'm like, do it scared. <laughs> yep. You know, plant seeds scared, and yeah, just make comes. it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. That's, that's I talked faith. to. Uh, Pastor Carl's mom yesterday, we had men's and women's ministry last night. Yeah. She's one of the nicest people that I know. She's a sweetie. She came up and said, you're not my favorite anymore. (laughs) And it was just because of uh, talking about the podcast and budgeting and her just realizing they budget a certain amount of money for groceries every month and then actually looking at it and realizing, oh, we're actually spending like double what what we're budgeting. And her just being right. upset that we're kind of calling that to light, but yeah. totally lighthearted. She wasn't real. I don't think she's mad at me unless I'm totally reading her. No, she's <laughs> totally yeah. reading her. She's wrong. not mad at anybody but her husband occasionally. You know, right. what I mean? that, that would be it. Yeah, yep. she's like you're saying, nicest lady in the world. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you think just overall the entire series went? Not just last last Sunday, but the whole yeah, series. Yeah, loved it. Was I I, th- I I personally enjoyed teaching on it more so yeah. than things we've talked about in a long time. Probably yep. since Orphans to Heirs, which was last. Right summer you know what i mean yeah. that's my favorite series in in a year so yeah the it's funny that you say that because i feel like a lot of the times when you're preaching how you f- feel it went is when there's a lot of reaction there's yeah. a lot of amen and laughing and yeah no this, uh, and this was the opposite it the was opposite. very quiet every yeah. single week yeah and i think it's because you know i but what, what i'm seeing is people thinking people you know I, how do you say it? I'm, I'm not an artist that just paints stuff. I'm, I'm a, a sculptor that chisels junk off. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the word of God is, is a sword. It's not a, it's not a paintbrush. So I'm not, right. I'm not whitewashing. I'm scraping the rust off so that the paint can come. <laughs> so I, I think as far as that goes, if I'm just being mean or if I'm just, you know, being one of these hyper holy guys that isn't living it, but everybody's got to feel bad to feel good. Yeah. I have to make you feel guilty. Or I haven't done my job. Right. It wasn't that at all. It was really lights were coming on. Like, man, that... I, I want to argue about that. I, I don't like what he's saying, but I do believe it's true. And I do believe further. I think Jesus is talking to me. I think yeah. God is correcting my attitude. Right. About it. I think it's it's a stop. And you know everything's good right now. Andy was saying it last week. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. Cash is flowing right yep. now. But what if it's not flowing two years from now? Right. And Master was saying, things are so good right now. I'm, I should be storing up. I should be right. getting out of debt. I should be yeah. doing better than I'm doing. But instead, I'm taking this season of blessing. And I'm spending all of it, still living paycheck to paycheck. Right. When we all know living in Michigan, there's seasons economically for Isn't us. Isn't it funny how if you just live within your means of like what God is providing for you, that when those seasons happen, when money isn't flowing, you tend to be a lot better off than people that aren't that way. Oh, you know, yeah. when you're yeah. you, when you're the one that's saving, not only do you feel better whenever that happens, but th- a lot of times there's investment opportunities that you can capitalize oh on because yeah. you can buy a house that for 10% of what you were going to buy it for, like when the economy yeah. is right now. Literally, I looked at three homes that were for sale for $25,000 each. Right. And in, not in Flint. In, in Fenton. Yeah. Right? In Fenton, uh, down by the laundry, you know, yep. a block from from everything. And little tiny homes, easy to maintain, easy to rent. Little two bedroom, one bath, probably yeah. 800 square feet. Right. 25 grand each. So for $75,000, I could have bought all three homes, probably put yeah. another 25 grand into them to make sure. them nice, not to make right. them livable, but to make them nice. Yeah. $100,000. Each of them have recently sold for more than $100,000 right. each. Well, there's a really there's a really bad one that it's going to have to be torn down. I think it's behind 
uh, the Methodist Church, one of the churches right there, yeah. kind of behind Fenton House yeah. right there. Yeah. And uh, that's up for sale. They're going to have to tear it down and build something. Yeah, and it's I condemned. think it's, I I think it's for sale about. for it's like eighty five, ninety thousand yeah. dollars 90000 So for what you could have bought three houses for, you can buy a, essentially a spot of land a in condemned house without a house yeah. or anything. Uh, they said that there's gas there's gas leaks like seeping into the soil. So it's like a huge <laughs> yeah. project. Yeah. They want $90,000 for it. Yeah. Yeah, and really, what they want is one hundred twenty thousand because you have to tear it all down and fix the soil. Correct for a vacant lot and you, in yes. Fenton. Yep, yeah, and you're going to be paying yeah. for permits and things yeah. like it's, that. It's never so. going to happen, by the way. Whoever put that <laughs> price on it, they, yeah, they inherited the whirlwind, or it's the city that owns it on, on back taxes. But they're never going to get that. Yeah, I mean, if they do, that would be insane. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So I just think that um, it's just obvious. Like, if if you're just trusting God to live well within your means then the ups and downs of the economy don't affect you nearly as much. You don't have to move because you can't afford to live here anymore. And if you're already accustomed to living simply, and you don't have to live simply all the time, but if you're accustomed to it, it's comfortable, then then living simply when the economy hits, so you're conserving your emergency fund as long as you can, feels very normal. It's not, you know, like the people in the church right now are to say, everybody, we're not going to eat for the next, you know, 72 hours. There'd be people like, I've never missed a meal in my life. Yeah. That'd be very difficult. Others who fast on a regular basis say, okay. Right. They they just know how. They've trained their mind. They've trained their body. It's familiar to them. Right. So let's talk about that living simply a little bit. Do you think that when we're talking about living within our means, is there a way to do that and not live simply? Or do you think that that's kind of a a kingdom mindset of uh, living like not not lavishly, not yeah. going on really expensive vacations. Well, I think or... let's be honest. We we as Americans live lavishly compared sure. to nine out of ten people on yeah. the planet. So I had somebody the other day was uh, his business has done very well. He's considering purchasing a Mercedes because of something called dollar cost averaging. So he can mm-hmm. buy a, a Ford, you know, Taurus, and he has to buy three of them over the course of fifteen years, or he can buy one Mercedes yeah. and and have it over the course of fifteen years for about right. the same amount of money per month because of depreciation, repairs, et cetera. It's a diesel, the Mercedes is. So it actually costs less money to own the Mercedes if you hold it for 15 years and it does the three Tauruses. Right. So she said, but I don't want to look ostentatious. I don't, yeah. I don't, I pull up in a Mercedes and people think I'm putting on airs. And I just, that right. was the point I made to him was, well, compared to nine out of 10 people on the face of the planet, most of whom will never own a moped, will never own a car. Yeah. You're already there. So I think the question is, it isn't how much is too much or how much is too little. The question right. to live simply is within your means. Yep. So if your means are $100,000 a year or $10,000 a year, you just have to live within it. Sure. And there are luxuries that people can live off of in some parts of the world for $10,000 a year. Yep. They can have things like like a floor and not just dirt. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? They can they can afford to buy some goats that eat the weeds and that right. get rid of the mosquitoes that, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And they can milk the goats and they can you know butcher them for weddings yeah. and so for you know three dollars a day, you're you're three times wealthier than the person that makes one dollar a day, and the person that makes three hundred dollars a day, yeah, you know, which is an American working five days a week, you're right. you're really fabulously wealthy, yeah. So I, living simply to me has no no dollar amount on it, right? It's it's to live the life you believe God wants you to live. Mm-hmm. You know how does that work? It's interesting because I've I've heard like Dave Ramsey's had callers on a show before that have been living simply for so long and they have a huge amount of savings and they're, they're way set off. They're, they're set up for retirement. And then they say, can I buy this car? It's a $60,000 car. It's my dream car. Yeah. And Dave runs the numbers by him and he's like, yeah, you can buy that car. And they're like, I just can't do it. He's like, well, financially, like you could buy 20 of them and you would still be okay. (laughs) Right. And it's like, I just, I still can't pull the trigger on it for some reason. Well, I think there's a, there's a poverty mentality that runs both ways. Poverty is, 
no matter what I have, I'm going to spend 150% of it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to always live in poverty. I'm going to lie to everybody. I'm going to not, not be good on my contracts or all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. There's another poverty mentality that says I have plenty and I, I refuse to spend any of it because what if? Both of uh-huh. those are wrong, you right. know? So I think saving for something, God blesses you. God gives you the vision for it. You buy it, whatever that dream mm-hmm. is. I don't think there's anything wrong with any of that. Be prepared. If God says, you know, this thing we've been saving for, this happened with mom. Yeah. You know, my wife, Dina, your mother, <laughs> uh, you know, was we saved money to redo the floors in our in our house. And it came time to uh, do the floors. And after saving for three years, God said that money belongs somewhere else. So we put it somewhere else. We gave it away. Mm-hmm. So there, it's gone. That, that, that was that was your mom's gift of generosity, right. my gift of loving your mother and saying, <laughs> why did we save all this money? You know, yeah. that kind of stuff, but trusting yep. that God has spoken to her. Well, then within the next three months, uh, someone out of the blue said, I feel led to put a new floor in your, in your house. And they did it for free. Mm-hmm. And they did it better than we would have done it. So you go, okay, that... Right. That makes sense now, you know? Yeah. So I don't think there's anything sinful about remodeling your home. Mm-hmm. I think there's something sinful about remodeling your home if God said that money belongs somewhere else. Yeah. So we're not talking about how much or, or not enough or more than enough. We're talking about obedience to whatever it is God wants you to do. So you right. may save your emergency fund and you begin to trust it. Mm-hmm. Trust me, God's going to say, okay, no emergency, but I want you to give it. I want you to get rid of it. I want you because right. you're, you're trusting mammon on a different level. And mm-hmm. I think people that have all this money and won't buy their car that they want or they need. They're actually denying God's blessing. Yeah. They're they're not they're not living. Right. They're surviving, and they should be living. They, yeah. They they saying we've earned it. We've all earned hell. But by the grace of God, we've been given something else. Right. We've been given the ability to create wealth. Mm-hmm. With that wealth, they're not blessing their children. They're not blessing their spouse. They're not blessing. I mean, that's yeah. that's a that's more of a that's a problem. That's another form of mammon worship. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this. Um, because you and mom have obviously a story of getting out of debt. Um, yeah. So obviously, I think you've mentioned it in the podcast, but the story kind of goes, you, you're you still paying credit cards for diapers for, <laughs> for, J- for, for me and my brother <laughs> yeah. whenever you're about to have grandkids. And it's just yeah. like, we need to get out of this. And you had a, what was a three-year plan? And you got out of it in yeah. eight, 18 Four months? Four years. Four-year yeah, four plan. Four-year plan. And how long did it take to actually get 18 out? months. Okay. So yeah. let me ask you this. Like, what were your action steps that you took to get there? Was it just right. budgeting or was it? Yes and no. I, I think I think what happened, you were, we're talking about Exodus chapter three, where God's people have been in slavery for generations now, 400 years. Yeah. But they make this different sound when God moves. And it's mm-hmm. that sound. I was talking about it Sunday with Hollis. If he's whining, you know, your son, my grandson is, is whining. You go, oh, he's just whining. But if, if all of a sudden his finger gets caught in a door, he makes a different sound. Right. That sound, if you will, came from our hearts towards God saying, we are so tired. I, we, we've done it with our strength. We've done it and then stopped doing it like a diet, mm-hmm. you know, like an exercise program. Sure. But we were like, God, we repent. We, you know, we haven't borrowed money in years. But we're the guy that weighed 800 pounds. Now we weigh 750. Yeah. It's not all that encouraging. So right. we, But we've been doing it. I think that's the key is we we budgeted. We had a plan. We this, we that. But it never occurred to us that the God who was providing for us, once we've learned our lesson, would mm-hmm. want to provide for us in a promised land sort of way. Right. So we had to we had to wander. We had to work harder. I've worked three jobs uh, on and off since you were a kid. Yeah. I've, I write books. I teach seminars. I'm a personal coach. I managed a building, a plastics company in yeah. Clarkston for three years. Um, you know, I I have always been working, working, working because of all the debt. You know what I mean? Right. We, we're servicing it or just to make a living. And then that stuck over to, to when we did make a living yeah. to pay for it. Right. So we... When we made that sound, God help us, it was different. It was it was like it wasn't us doing it anymore. 
as in, you know, Dina and I, it was us as in Dina and I and God right. doing it. And yeah. that changed everything. It, the, we talked about the blessings of God Sunday. The blessing of God was in our debt removal because mm-hmm. we had a, a mandatory four year, no matter what, if we don't eat, right. you know, we're doing this. Well, then right. some other money came in, some inheritance came in, some... Yeah. And and we weren't eating cream of hot dog soup. No. Uh, to our surprise, we were we were going on vacations. Yeah. We we're paying cash for everything, but we never missed that payment. Right. But then as extra money came in, instead of saying, "And now we're going to go to Paris," we yeah. said, "No, that's going towards paying off this debt because God wants us out of debt." Right. You know. So it it was us working a problem, and then it was us with three of us mm-hmm. working a problem. Right. It, it's better to work the problem with God. Yeah. But it was after a full, painful, right. agonizing repentance. And now you can buy my son toys for his birthday with cash instead of putting that's it on right. credit cards. Absolutely. I go to the mom to mom sale and get him all the used stuff he wants. No, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a bad idea. You can get a lot of good deals there. Um, okay, cool. So uh, I think that that kind of concludes the series a little bit. Um, I'm wondering what's next now, now that we're done with this series, yeah. where are we headed next as a church? Um, yeah. I know we have a series coming up in November, um, yeah. and we've got a couple of important dinners that have been happening. Yeah, um, seven. <laughs> I'm wondering if we can talk about that at all on the podcast. Yeah. Is that something that we... Well, I mean, a little bit, because okay. we're going to talk about it in yeah. person as it comes. But yeah. this Sunday, uh, we're going to be in Idaho teaching a marriage conference with Adam Cook yep. and Adam and Brooke are, you know, brothers, children of our house. You know what I mean? They're yeah. sons and daughters. And in Pastor the Jason will be here. Pastor Jason will be here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we've, we've got that. We've got another one, uh, another sermon after that, a, a missions panel discussion sort of thing with all these missionaries mm-hmm. uh, that are coming in because we want our church to have a giving heart for missions. But then after that, we're starting something called It's a Wonderful Life, which would be a three-week series. And uh, we're just talking about the difference we make as a church in people's lives. Yeah. And if you've ever seen the movie It's a Wonderful Life, um, it's the greatest movie ever. If you haven't, right. I, I don't even trust that you're an American. I'm not really sure where you were raised, but <laughs> my wife has tried to watch it multiple times and she falls asleep every time. I think well, it's because it's black and white. She's a young mother. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. She has yep. no choice. She sits still for two minutes. She falls asleep. Right. So, right. Yeah. so yeah, that's where we're going next is we're going to continue to kind of expound because there's, there really is so much you think about, uh, 50, whatever it's been years, 55 years, 1961, this church started. Mm-hmm. You think about the number of weddings and funerals and baby dedications, salvations, town drunks that have gotten saved, missionaries that have been sent and supported, ministries yeah. that have been started, pain that's been relieved. Now, now remove all of that because at any point in time, people just said, eh, my, right. my kid's soccer team's more important. Uh, yeah. eh, I got to work overtime on Sunday. Eh, I, what we're doing here is we're bringing heaven to earth and, mm-hmm. and getting people to see the incredible impact that they make on a day-to-day basis, sometimes by just showing up. Right. Just by being the person that happened to be by the front door yeah. that remembered their name the next week and made them feel like they actually belonged. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's shocking the power that God can exercise through one willing soul. And mm-hmm. now through the, through the dozens of years, the thousands of willing souls, tens of thousands of willing souls, yeah. we, we really, the world has changed. And so we're going to look backwards. We're going to look inward, but then we have to look forward and say, and so the next 50 some years, you know what yep. I mean? Now, now it's not 1961 or 2011. It's 20, 2061. Not, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's in our sights. What we're right. doing today affects that. Just like George yeah. Bailey, never being born in the movie affects right. everything. I'm going to be 71 then. Are you now? <laughs> what am I going to be? Dead probably? No, I'm 94 or oh, something yeah. like that. I'm still yeah. playing golf. I should. I have to learn it between now and then. Right. I'll, I'll learn how to play golf between now yeah. and then. Yeah. So, okay, these dinners that we're doing, it's obviously talking about the future and yeah. just what we're excited about. Um, 
Why do you think 2019 is going to be like the best year ever for the yeah. Freedom Center? I think I think because we suddenly have. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've always had vision. But now after being here a quarter of a century, we have perspective. Yeah. So all of a sudden you realize the stuff we did before, I mean, the first 4th of July mattered to the community, right. mattered to the kingdom. Yep. The uh, going from suits and ties to jeans and shirts mattered, you know. And so as we look forward to the future, it's not just this dream. We've always had a dream. Uh, we've always had a vision. We haven't always had perspective. So one of the great things is I'm not 29 anymore. Yeah. One of the most difficult things is I'm not 29 anymore. <laughs> but one of the great things, I'm not 29. I, I really have a collection of 30 years of ministry and 25, 24 of them being here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, when I say with confidence, this is where we're going, it's no longer, gee, I hope this is where we're going. I hope, you know, fake it till you make it. Right. It's not. So we have plans um, to do things that are just, it's funny, it's the best of what we've learned in a quarter of a century, but it's also the best of what we don't know yet about technology podcasts, yeah. right. you know, online church. We're expanding the Freedom Center. We're planning campuses. Yeah. I just talked today. I, I think we may be expanding our campus into a, another neighboring city here in the near future that awesome. you don't even know about. Right. I mean, but I it, <laughs> opportunities are coming our way to to partner with a variety of people in such an extraordinary way. Plus sending our first set of like full time real deal missionaries. Yeah. You know, to a place I can't say on, on a podcast because <laughs> it'll get them in trouble. Yeah. Um it's twenty nineteen will be the culmination of 1961 through 2018. Yeah. We're, we're not starting over again and doing it again. We're standing right. on it. And our yeah. ceiling is our floor. That's good. And we, have, we can just see farther than ever right. before. I feel like part of it, because um, I feel the same way, I think 2019 is going to be a year that we'll look back on and say, like, that was a, that was a big deal. We yeah. did a lot of... We did a lot of different things that year that we, we weren't just doing the same thing year after year after yeah. year. It was we kind of flipped everything on its side, yeah. said what's working, what's not working, yeah. and uh, we're going to do a lot more of what is working. And I think that it's going to yeah. just be very I, You know, exciting. we just we read this together in a book recently, the staff's reading, but every three years, everything we do should go on trial for its life. Yeah. <laughs> we, we should really decide, right. is this something we should continue to yeah. do? And we haven't been doing that sometimes. We've and, been doing things for... 18 yeah. years and haven't looked at it. Keep going, man. 20, right. 22 years, yeah. 23 years. Right. I mean, the 4th of July this last year is a good example of that. Yeah. We, we did a very similar event, which right. is great, over and yep. over and over again, which is great, until we, we started to see no matter how much effort we put into this, the there's a diminishing return on it. Something's changed. Yeah. It's not that people stopped liking bounce houses or stopped coming. It's right. that a bounce house experience wasn't enough to build a bridge to walk into a church on Sunday morning. Yeah. So we changed the 4th of July. We, we made it instead of one sure. large event with 3,000 people. We went to, you know, dozens of small events with, with dozens of people each. Yeah. Accomplishing really a much better, the same goal, reaching people, was met much more effectively through smaller events than a larger event. Right. And instead of putting that event on trial every three years for its life, we just said, well, we'll always, we've always, we'll always. Yeah. Christmas Eve coming up is going to be another one of those. Totally right? We're not going to talk about it now, but right. Christmas Eve, because we have church on Sunday, the 23rd, Christmas Eve is the very next day. Mm -hmm. And so we're we're actually developing something so everybody listening right now can have a a very, very special Christmas Eve, but it won't be what we've done for the last, you know, quarter century. It's going to be something completely different, more centrally based in their own world than in the church world. Right, which is super exciting. But anyway, I think another reason why we're so positioned for 2019 is it seems like we have a really good combination of uh, wisdom and Mm -hmm. age. Yeah but also young, passionate people yes, that are excited do. to be and here. And creative, young, passionate people. Yeah. I think yeah. if you were 53 and you were the only guy doing it, um, yeah. it's hard to work 16-hour days now, if, you know. Well, and not like that, but we'd be singing Shout to the Lord Yeah, uh, off of an overhead projector. Right. Um, you know, with... with uh, 
Yeah, it, it, would, it would look like the gym show. You yeah. know, so that our worship leader is in his 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good portion of our staff are in their 20s, early yeah. to mid-30s. But then we have, like, that level of executive staff that's been here for 20-plus yep. years right. that has that wisdom. Yeah, and they're not gonna, began, Jeff Waltz. They're not going to allow yeah. us to fail in ways that we might yeah. fail if we were just kind of doing it on our yeah. own. I, and this is not to take anything away from anyone who's ever served on this staff. We've had yeah. a cadre of great people. Yep. We've never had a better staff than we do now. Right. Uh, this is not to take anything away from the boards that we've enjoyed through the years. We have the greatest boards but mm-hmm. the board that we have now is the right board for our future. And not that not that the other ones have been wrong. Yeah. But they're they're visionary, entrepreneurial. We have a, we have a great combination of people that count things and people that that go and do things that need to be counted. Yeah. You know, we've got we've got yep. sales and we got manufacturing, right. if you will. So whatever we dream, there's a great team behind that now to make mm-hmm. that happen. So the dreamers are free to dream. They're not being told, well, we could, but you know, we don't have a bulletin or we don't have social media. We don't yeah. have people. It's just such a big headache. Like, what's your dream? We have a team that can make that happen. Mm-hmm. And they love to make that. Like their dream is our dreams. Right. So that's that's a unique one. Instead of it all landing on a person or two who has to say no because they're overwhelmed with just managing what we've done. Yeah. As we're doing away with some of the things we've done, that frees up time. We've brought in new people uh, to help, to support, to inspire. And yeah. it's sky's the limit. So right. if you're listening and you got a dream, 2019 is not a bad time to start <laughs> to start putting into practice and reaching people for Christ. Right. Let me ask you one more question just specifically for pastors before we wrap it up. Um the staff up wasn't always that way. The dreams weren't always that way. Yeah, uh, it's obviously not a change that just happens overnight. How do you get to that point where it's like we've positioned ourselves to to be where you you just said you think the staff is the best that it's ever been? Yeah. Um, like, how do you do that? If you're a senior I, yeah. pastor and you're kind of like frustrated, yeah, I think one of the mistakes we made you, know, you want you want to hire strong-willed, entrepreneurial, independent people. Yeah. The problem is then your administrative team, they're not herding cats, they're herding lions. Yeah. And that frustrates everybody. The lions are right. frustrated. The herders are frustrated. <laughs> lions are so, always frustrating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what we ended up doing was we, we really, you know, uh, the chief executive operations person can take on any lion with a pocket knife and win. She's the toughest broad I know. Yeah. And I've been married to her for almost 30 years. Right. You know what I mean? And she's, but her dream is your dream. She's mm-hmm. fighting, but she's fighting for you. I think that's a big part. One of the things we learned too, I'm talking to pastors now, is we tried to make everybody happy and in the process made ourselves miserable. Yeah. So we recognize that the vision of the church resides in the senior leaders. Yep. And from the senior leaders, everybody has to get on board, regardless yeah. of your personality, yeah. regardless of what you want to see happen. Multiple visions right. is is the very definition of division, division. Yeah. So we don't have division. We're here to right. we're, we're GPS, God, people, serve. That's what yeah. we're here to do. Well, what about nope? We want to get this guy elected. Nope. But what about save the whales? Nope. You know yeah. what I mean? We're going right. to eat the whales. We're going to you know whatever. Well, and I think that that can be scary for a senior pastor because what if some of your most talented leaders kind of have their own vision? You're kind of right. afraid to. But to, if to you have them. a, if you're a manager trying to manage people who yeah. wants to, who wants to work in that, right? But if you're a visionary entrepreneurial leader yeah. that's winning, everybody wants to be on your team, right? Some of the most difficult coaches, you know what I mean? Who wants? What's the guy from, uh, uh, from UNLV, Tarkenton, right? There was such a bear basketball coach. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Who's the guy who used to throw the chairs across oh, the uh, night? Yeah, Bobby Knight. Yeah, Bobby like, Knight. what a nut job. Who wants yeah. to play with him? Well, everybody that wants to win, yeah, <laughs> that's who wants to play with him. Because right. they were so passionate. Jim Harbaugh, another example. Uh-huh. The guy, everything's a competition. Doesn't matter if you're a senior, you're earning your spot on this team. Well, wait a minute. Right. I've been here four years yeah. before you got here, but I want to play for Jim Harbaugh right. because there's just something. He just has it. Whatever it is, yeah. visionary leaders have it. Mm-hmm. And 
And I think that, you know, 2019, we have it. I think that yeah. the staff wants to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And so we say, well, you can't do this anymore and you can't go around us to do that. I don't ever want to hear again that you started this and it was three weeks into it before you ever told me about it when I told you not to do it. You know, that right. kind of stuff. Right. And those are exaggerations. It yep. was only a week and a half. <laughs> but and, and I think sometimes, too, you have to remove people from your team that, yeah. that just don't fit. And you can't be afraid of that. You have to right. understand if they don't fit by extending grace to them, you're denying grace to your entire organization. Yep. That's good. Um, if anybody, any volunteer, any paid person, if if when they resigned on their own, there was two parties, one to say thank you for all you've done and one that was privately on the team saying, thank God that person's gone, yeah. you, they should be gone. Right. So having courage to see the future clearly enough to get rid of what's in the way and understanding people come and go for a season, mm-hmm. as I will, as the yep. senior pastor, right. I don't I don't live here. I, I My home is in heaven. I'm serving God in this place as yeah. long as he gives me the strength to do it. Right. But I, I will be replaced, yeah. God willing. Um, my, my days are numbered. <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm down to 30 years before I'm, I can't do it anymore. What do yeah. you think? 80, 83 years old? Can I still? I'll be so spry. I don't know. Yeah. That's what they call the people that can still do cartwheels. I'll be spry. I mean, I'll be in my 50s, so we'll see. Well, you pass to the church now. I'll just, yeah, I'll just pick no, on you from the back no, thank row. Thank you. No, you thank know? you. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being on this week. Uh, you won't be here next week. You'll be in Idaho. Don't say that publicly. I'll so. be, I am with you always. <laughs> yeah. Even it, to the very end of this podcast. You'll be, yeah. No, Pastor Carl will be on next week uh, along with somebody else. That'll be a surprise. But uh, maybe Pastor Jason, because he's speaking that day. Um, we'll be really looking forward to that. So Freedom Center, if uh, you don't have friends that maybe are, aren't coming to church, Sunday would be another awesome time to bring them. Uh, Pastor Jason's a really good speaker. Um, one of the biggest mentors in my entire life. Uh, it just means the world to me and to my family. It'd be awesome if you guys could come out 9 and 1130. We'll see you in Michigan. 2473 West Shiawassee Avenue. Uh, we'll see you guys then. And I think you're saying 242 also. Like, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no